Welcome to the Sports for Beginners podcast, where we discuss everything and anything in the world of sports media and beyond. I am one of your hosts on this program, Scott McGregor, and you can follow me on Twitter at Scott, num- at Scott McGregor number three. That is Scott McGregor number three. My friends know my email address, and there will be one for the podcast coming out in due time. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and you can also feel free to visit our we- our Facebook page at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports for beginners dash podcast. Once again, that is https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports for Dash Beginners Dash for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit HTTP colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com And my thanks to Ali Musa for his continued support for our podcast. That right there was his ad for All Over the Map. Be sure to find it out wherever you get your podcasts and send him an email if you have any feedback or questions at atompodcast819 at gmail.com follow him on twitter at alimusa191 and he's going to join us in just a moment welcome welcome everybody to our post game show for the pittsburgh penguins and of course we're going to do the toronto maple leafs yesterday it was a late episode so if you were hearing some of the content that we covered during our end of the day our end of the our end of the show weekly nfl wrap-up segment and our weekly nfl picks thomas and i gave our picks we gave you our standouts we gave you our takeaways as much as we could 
but we also had a couple of updates for what we're doing for this show. So, uh, first of all, congratulations going out to head coach Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins for his 300th career win, becoming the first Pittsburgh Penguins coach behind the bench to come up with 300 wins in a Pittsburgh, as the Pittsburgh Penguins coach behind the bench. Congratulations to you again, Mike Sullivan, for that accomplishment, being the first Pittsburgh Penguin head coach in history, uh, or in the Pittsburgh Penguins history, to record 300 wins. Hopefully, Jake Gensel is okay after the hit and the stick to the face or whatever it was. And maybe he could play sometime during our five-game, nine-day road trip, including two back-to-back nights. But we started out in Columbus tomorrow night, and we're going to tee that up. We're also going to tee up the Toronto Maple Leafs is next opponent. And with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Ali Musa of the All Over the Map podcast. And on the ice and behind the benches is host Thomas McGregor. He has just joined us. So let's so why not so why don't we just get started, guys? And we're gonna and I'm gonna pull up uh, if you'll allow me, Ali, I'm gonna pull up our starting point. We're gonna start with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Dallas Stars, if you'll allow me to share my screen here. Okay, yeah, we're good to go. All right, so last night, the pits, last night, give me one second here. Yeah, last night at Scotiabank Arena, the Toronto Maple Leafs played the Dallas Stars. And there you can see there the final score of the game was three to two. And before we jump any further, Allie, welcome into the post game, and Thomas, welcome into the post game, Joe. Uh, how are you both doing today? Absolutely wonderful. All right. So before we get into this, I do want to get your take, Allie. Uh, we're not going to do the NFL for you, but we, I do want to get your take on the Raptors win over the Cavi, over the Cavi layers that by the way, the episode will drop today on Friday after the game that we're, that we're covering today, the Leafs and the stars. And of course the Penguins and the Kings, but Ali, I just want your take here, quick take. Um, what impressed you most from the Raptors beating the Cavaliers 108 to 105 yesterday? Or sorry, not yesterday. On the Wednesday. Day before then. yesterday. Yeah, on Wednesday. What it, what it, what it, what uh what are your takeaways from the Raptors 108 to 105 victory on Wednesday night? Well, you know something, it was a solid effort in the fourth quarter by the Raptors. And that is what really brought them to the win. And they 
you know, I mean, it didn't look like they were going to pull it off, but the fourth quarter really was the game changer in that one. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. All right, so I want to ask now, first we'll get you and Thomas's take on the Maple Leafs, but, uh, but I just want to say that the Maple Leafs game looked pretty competitive to me, considering the fact that even though Robertson, or yeah, Nick, Nicholas Robertson got the only or got two goals in this game for the Maple Leafs, including the game winner. I just want to say that he looked like he meant a little bit of business. And I also want to say that he is, or he definitely looked like a guy that was ready to play. So, Ali, what are your takeaways from the game? Um, I agree with you. Solid competitive effort by the Leafs. Um, and Nick Robertson, yes, did look ready. I was listening to, um, I was listening to Simon Bennett's uh, sports report this morning, and and um, he had said the same thing that this team is uh, this guy looks ready. All right, so Thomas, how about you? What are, what are your takeaways from the three to what from the three to two overtime win for the for the Maple Leafs yesterday against the Stars last night? And you can so, give us so also, my takeaways include give us also the goaltenders as well. What you like from the goaltenders? <clears throat> So, some of my takeaways um, with the with the with the exception that uh, with the exception that the Toronto Maple Leafs and Dallas Stars played a competitive game. One of my one of my takeaways was the fact that you got. You got too many questionable calls, and so, but there weren't too many questionable calls. There weren't really questionables. No, 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 there weren't. So I'd be lying if I said there were questionable calls because there were only two questionable ones, and those ones I'll touch on a little bit more on on the ice and behind the benches on a late on a later time, but. Just to give a little brief summary, the game, when I talk about questionable calls, were the two goals that were both equalizers very early on in the game and late in the game, one that was given and one that was not given. You watch these highlights and you watch how there are a not given and a given goal, and you wonder, was there really any goaltender interference between the first two plays? To me, the first play I didn't see against the, against both teams, 
So I wouldn't have known if it was goaltender interference or not. The play that Toronto making goaltender interference, but it looked like Dallas was interfering with their own goal. That was questionable because not even not even myself nor the people I was listening to, Craig Simpson, I believe it was on the call for the Maple Leafs and Stars in Squishman Granite, could determine whether or not Tyler Sagan's goal was good or the call that was announced as a no goal would stand. And as you watch and watch and watch, you can watch that highlight over and over and over again, but the rules do not change. If the Maple Leafs are, if a Maple Leaf player or a Dallas player is interfering with the goal in play of of the opposing team, but the opposing team shoots it, but you're interfering, making yourself a penalty, then you are not, then you're not going to get a power play. The the opposing team's going to get the power play. And if they've already scored before the power play is even given to them, then it's classified as a power play goal. Uh, Let's talk goal. Ilya Samsonov. And I believe it was, I don't remember who the Dallas Stars goalie was, but um, either way, I thought both goals played really well. Uh, Obviously, probably not what the Dallas Stars expected, a 3-2 victory, but it was close, it was close. And a little bit of brother versus brother action in on the ice. Uh, there were two bro- there were two brothers, and they're playing on opposite ends of the ice. On, or, yeah. There are two brothers on opposite ends of the ice. Obviously, you hope that one brother gets. All the glory, all the fame, all the cheers, all the things in that nature. If you're a fan of the of one brother's team, but in, but in family cases, you hope that both guys do well. That both guys definitely delivered. Nick Robertson with the game-winning overtime goal. Congratulations to him. Well-deserved after a lot of work. Let's go to our three stars. That's yes, now, some of my takeaways. Before we do the picks, now before we do the picks, one, uh, I'm going to bring up here who the three stars were for each game. This will include with the Penguins and the Kings, but we're talking about the Maple Leafs and Stars to kick us all off. So our three stars are Nicholas Robertson, two goals, no assists, one plus minus. From the Toronto Maple Leafs at star number two, Michael Bunting, two assists, one plus minus, and no goals. And your third star from the Dallas Stars, 
is Scott Ledwood, the goaltender for the Stars tonight. 40 saves off of three give off of three goals given up. Once again, Nicholas Robertson, Michael Bunting, and Scott Wet Wedwood are your three stars. Thomas, let's start it off. Let's start off the three star segment as we do our picks with oh and uh, Ali just left us but that's okay but let's start the three star segment off with who you think had this been a really good game for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the stars not score not scored who would your Maple Leaf three players of the game be or sorry three players for three stars be If the Maple Leafs made it so the Stars didn't score, my three That's players correct. would be uh, Justin Hall, Jake Rupp, uh Nick Robertson, who is is a no surprise part of the three stars. And uh would go with Austin Matthews. All right. As me, far as the, as far as the Dallas Go, go ahead, ahead, Thomas. Okay. For me, for the for for the Maple Leafs, it would be Robertson, Matthews, and Bunting. Okay, let's talk about if it went to tell the stars where. Obviously, they'd be four. Obviously, they'd be four now. So, Scott, you start me off. You start us off here. Who would your three stars be? If Dallas was four and zero right now, if Dallas was four and zero, I would give it to Wedgwood as my first star, and I would give it to Lenning, who got the only goal or who got one of the one of the two goals for the game, Lenningden, and I would and you know what? Let's give it to. Let's give our, let's give my, I'm going to give my third star to Sagan, to Tyler Sagan. How about you? If it All went, right. if it For went me, in the I... star's favor, if it went in the star's favor, but your Leafs didn't score or they scored, but they didn't but they didn't win the game. Where would your three stars be, especially if it was Dallas? If it was Dallas, I would I would go with Tyler Sag, number one. Scott Widgewood would be number two. 
and one of the Robertson brothers, so Nick Robertson's uh, brother, will be my third. Will be my third star. All right. That's not. That's not to say that. That hold on now. That's not to say that everybody else sucks in Dallas. No, they all are good. I'd love to shine a little light on Nick Robertson's brother. All right, there's nothing wrong with shedding a little light. So uh, with all of that being said, let's move on to our play of the night. We didn't do this in the last couple of post games that we've done, but I want to do it right now. Like on this post game. So Thomas, for this game in particular, and I'll ask you the same for the Penguins game that we recap coming up soon. Um what is your play of the night for the game at Scorchbank Arena tonight between the between the stars and the and the Maple Leafs? Play of the night. Hmm. Well, I'm no stranger to it, and I know you may not be a stranger to it, but I really have to give my play of the game to Nick Ro- Nicholas Robertson game-winning overtime goal. I mean, it was. I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth. Back and forth, all of the overtime period until Nick Robertson had a chance to end the game, and he took it. And when you and when you have a chance to take to win the game, especially for your team against your brother, no, no disrespect to his brother because he did play. A competitive game as well. But he also Nick Nicholas Robertson also beat his brother fair and square. And when you have a chance to take like I said a winning goal chance opportunity you don't just sit there and let it and let it stand there. You go out you after it, you take it. You don't just let you don't you don't just sit there and say, "Oh well, if I don't get it now, I'll get it in the shootout." What happens if the goalie has a way of beating you in the shootout? You you see an opportunity, you take it. And that is, and, and, right. that, and that's well just said. how it's gotta be. If you see, if you if you see, if you see an opportunity, you take it. Don't well just well don't said. just sit there and say, yeah. Well said. Well how about said. You? What's your play of the game? We're coming. 
So before I say my play of the game here, reminder, we will get to recapping Penguins and the Kings. But coming up in our next segment after our play of the night and player of the game and fold Maple Leaf of the game, we'll have our shake of the game, courtesy of myself, Ali, and Thomas. But... uh, and this, again, is inspired off of Jake Gensel, who has a milkshake uh, offer for Pittsburgh Penguin fans that is now valid right now, since he did score last night in the, in the, in the victory. But we are going to ra- recap that game in a little bit. Uh, with that all being said, my play of the night for the Maple Leaf game has to be the Ow, the outstanding, just the way that the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, you know what, I have to go. My play of the night is going to be the goal that got the board, that got your boys on the board. Uh, And uh, I've got to try to remember when it was, but... uh, the play of the night was the opening goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs for me, which got them on the board and let them and let the stars know you're gonna have to do a lot better than just two nothing or one nothing to to beat us. Both of these teams do not play tonight, but they will be back in action on Saturday, and we, we will tee that up. At the end of the show, we'll tee up Winnipeg Jets and Leafs and Blue Jackets versus Penguins. It's all coming up after we recap Penguins and the Kings. And a reminder, though, that the Kings are in action against the Capitals and the Stars are going against the Montreal Canadiens also on Saturday, so they do not play tonight as well. All right, so just to wrap up my play of the game segment, I am going to give it to Alexander Kerfoot with the PPG or TOR that start that got the game in favor of the pit in favor of the Toronto Maple Leafs because shortly after his goal, Nick Ro- Nicholas Robertson hit hit the back of the net to give the Leafs the 2-1 lead in the third period. All right, time now for the bold Maple Leaf segment of the game and the player of the game segment. So, Thomas, we'll start with you again. Who is your... Who is your player of the game for the Dallas Stars before we get to your bold Maple Leaf of the game? Well, my bold Maple Leaf of the game has to go to 
Uh, actually, there's a lot. Uh, there's uh, 50 players I'd give it to. But um, since I'm a little stumped by the Toronto Maple Leafs guy, I got a few bold Maple Leafs of the game. I'll let, I'll let you start with the bold Maple Leafs of the game. I'm, I'm a little trouble finding out who my bold Maple Leafs of the game really is. Oh, with pleasure, with pleasure. Well, first of all, my player, my player of the game, my player of the game is is Tyler Sagan for the Dallas Stars. And my bold maple leaf of the game is Nicholas Robertson. I feel like Nicholas really played really well and that's one of the reasons why he's my bold maple leaf of the game so with that all being said your player of the game for the Dallas stars thomas who is it player of the game for dallas stars you know, I you know I have to agree with you. I'm going with uh, Tyler Sagan on this one. I think he had a really good night, and obviously it didn't go in the way he he wanted it. But a game is a game. You win, you lose, and you're not gonna win all. 82 games. You're not going to win them all. So, Tyler Sagan is my bold, or is my Dallas Stars play of the game. And now, for the moment of truth, the Toronto Maple Leafs bold leaf of the game. Yes, the bold leaf of the game, the bold penguin of the game is coming up. All right. All right. You've waited this long. Now it's time to the Maple Leaf bold of the game. With great, with great, with great power comes great responsibility, and for me, my bold Maple Leaf player of the game goes to none other. Then Rasmus Sundin using his body when he should be shooting, when he should be shooting the puck for goals, gets him an assist. But if you when you use your body and you get seven hits in a game, that tells me you came to play. You came with you came with a game plan, Rasmus Sundin. You came with a game plan. You knew you know how to execute it. 
And I might be getting off topic here a little bit. I apologize for that. But when you play like that, you're telling your opposing team, hey, I can win I can win the game too, you know. And I'm not and I'm not saying it to you, I'm telling you. All right, let's get a little bit of post-game reaction before we go to our final post-game edition of the Maple Leafs segment. Let's get a little bit of post-game reaction from Toronto's bench. And Thomas, if you're able to do so, I'm going to share my, I'm going to allow you to actually to share the screen if you're able to uh, do that. Unless you're able to already do that. So you could share your screen with some uh post game reaction as we're gonna hear to take us out into our first break we're only gonna have two breaks of this uh show we're gonna take us into our first break with with some post game reaction from the toronto maple leafs Thomas, if you're able to All right, let's set us up. Let's see what we can hear from. The mic is yours. All right. All right. All right. Give me a second. And while we wait, fans, I want to remind you again that Bold Penguin of the Game is coming up. And we will re and we will tee up. Jets versus Maple Leafs and Blue Jackets versus Penguins. And we will also tee up the opponents that play the peng that play the Penguins and the Maple Leafs tonight. Or I should say last night, Thursday night, at PBG Paints Arena and at Scotiabank Arena. So stick around for that. And when we come back from our break, we will we will take you into our shake of the game for this post-game show for Maple Leafs and stars all right everyone here's our post game leading us in our post game reaction leading into the break let's hear from Sheldon Keefe and his thoughts on ten, on Thursday night's victory against the good bounce back game for the guys, but especially a good night for uh, Nick Robertson. Yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good team that we played and uh, tough game, but 
good to see our guys find a way to win, and, and uh, excellent to see Nick come into our lineup and make a difference. No hesitation putting him out in the overtime, then, right? No, he was feeling it. In fact, I had to talk myself out of putting it out earlier. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, you know, he just, just, I thought he had a good game. Lots of open ice out there. And you know, I thought that there's a chance he could make And uh, he did. And, you know, it's great finish by him, but uh, I loved how the play developed. You know, we got, we got the Rocket Richard trophy winner, you know, down the, down the pipe, and he makes the right play. He gets all the attention of the goalie and, and moves it over. Uh, for Nick to finish it, so I think that's a terrific moment. Robinson is doing what he was doing in the preseason. You saw him in continuation that, I think, given the, the blip of being for a week or a week or so. Yeah, well, he has the ability to finish, right? And he, sh he showed that tonight. He had two real, real good looks. He had a couple other looks, actually, that were close, but um, he has the ability to finish, but he, just, he also just did a lot of other little things really well in the game. And he was on the puck, four check, he got back on defense. Uh, it, was, it was a real good performance for him. I thought um, it was interesting because, you know, I loved the, about the first 11 minutes or so of both the first and second period. I think in, in both the first and second period, the first, uh, like, look up, and there's seven, eight, nine minutes left, and, you know, like we'd only given up one or two shots in the first period, and the second period was the same thing. I thought we were really rolling in, in both those periods. And then, and then Dallas had had their push after that. And I, didn't, I thought there's a chunk chunks of time in each of those periods that weren't very good for us, and uh, that's something obviously we had to clean up, just finish the job. But I, I loved how we started the game, loved how we started the second period after kind of regrouping. You know, you're down down one nothing, and you go out and win, win a period. I thought we got out on the attack, and, and I liked the start of it. And then third period is you know a little bit back and forth and all that. And there's lots of special teams in the game that disrupt flow and such, but um, you know, for the most part, I, I was happy with our team's game. What were your thoughts during the, the goalie interference review? Did you have a good feel of where that was going to go? <clears throat> I did. I did have a good feel. It didn't go the way I was feeling. Um, obviously, on my side, I think, you know, we feel pretty strongly that Mitch was pushed in and goalie didn't have a chance to make the save. Um, yeah, but again, that one doesn't go our way here tonight, but those ones are, of all the, the, the goalie interference type situations, those are some of the tougher ones to call. So, you know, you don't ever really know which way that's going to go. Unfortunately, it didn't go our way today, but, you know, we was uh, lucky enough we, we were able to get it to overtime and find a way to get the extra point. Monday, what's, what's the, this last four days been like for this group? Honestly, they've probably been, been pretty normal. It's like if you, it's been different in here. It hasn't been different in there. You, your confidence level in Ilya must be pretty high because the way he started this season. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right from training camp all the way through. Um, he's a guy. You know, the type of game today it is somewhat low event, but you know he he had to make some big saves today, and you know that uh, the second goal. It's not a lot he can do there, and. You know, whether it's our guy or their guy, he is interfered with. Um, but uh, I thought he was—I thought he was strong. He's—he's—he's 
the guys feel good when he's in there. You know, you feel like he's going to make the saves. Make the saves. He's going to be strong. There's a couple of times they got in behind us. Once we got past that, you know, 12, 13-minute mark of the first period there, they got a couple of clean looks, and he was really, really solid. I thought that gave the team confidence. Do you go uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Just been looking at his interactions on the bench and such, but I haven't heard anything either way, really. You turned all over your top power play and they kind of have a yeah, we, have, we haven't found a rhythm on it yet. It's interesting because you know, I look at it and I think if, I think it's the Washington game now. We go back and it's the first power play of the Washington game. To me, maybe one of the best power plays that I've seen this team have. <laughs> like everything from puck movement, speed, shots, earning the puck back, winning battles, competing, and then ultimately scoring a goal. We haven't been able to replicate that all the way through yet. We still get two power play goals in, your, in the game. I don't know if the Robertson one ended up ended up registering, but I mean that's our power play still on the ice and it just finished up. And um, you know that it's good to see that unit contributing. All our first group is you know finding their rhythm. We got two very important goals you know from those guys tonight. Something that unit's failing to do, or it was something the opposition is doing? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. But I, think if, I mean, if you just watch us, we're just we're just not we're just off. Passes are off. Just not sharp, not crisp, uh, you know, the way our team will be once we find a rhythm. It seems Austin's getting a few more whistles here now. Do you think that was just bound to happen with time, or do you think he's done something different? No, I think it's bound, I think it's, it's bound to happen. I, I think it, it's, I mean, if a guy that has the puck as much and is competing as hard as he is, He's, you know, he's, again, he's, he hasn't found his rhythm offensively here yet, but he's competing, he's battling, and, you know, he's doing little things for us. We already talked about the play in overtime. You know, for a guy that, you know, still hasn't really shot one in the net, and he's in the key moment of the game, and he passes up the shot to make the appropriate play. Like, he's doing little things, you know, that are helping our team. And competing, battling, and earning power plays is one of them. Um, and I think each of those, those are, those are penalties. So, yeah, he took a stick in the called uh, in the game too so we could call another one he's in the thick of it and then that's why he's getting those calls so he didn't play a lot you know special teams get in the way and then you know it's his first game it's a tight game you can understand why dean you know doesn't have much there um as much as we, we we would like to uh but i look at the first period i like a lot of things that he did uh he really increased increases the pace of our defense he's he's a real nice skater one of the one of the nicest skaters in the back end in the league and um, you know, I'm trying to encourage him to skate and use that asset that he has. You know, his minutes didn't get to where we thought they might in the game, but uh, for him coming in the lineup, I was happy with what he gave us. All right, that is head coach Sheldon Keith of the Toronto of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that will take us to our first break of the program. When we come back, we will do our shake of the game, wrap it up with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and get you wrapped up and ready to go for Jets versus Maple Leafs. And of course, Stars versus their opponent that they play on Saturday. And we will get you set for the Kings' next opponent when the Penguins play 
the Columbus Blue Jackets. But right now, we'll take a break and come right back. Welcome back to the show here, Sports for Beginners, the podcast. We are wrapping up our first segment of the show as we wrap up Maple Leafs and Stars postgame edition. We've done our three-star picks. We've done our player of the game, our bold Maple Leaf of the game. Earlier before the break, we heard from Sheldon Keefe, head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. After the 3-2 overtime victory. And uh, we are going to get to the Penguins and Kings post-game show edition. We are going to get to that. But before we do, I want to wrap up our Maple Leafs and Stars post-game show with a with our new uh, segment that we were doing called The Shake of the Game. This is a shake of the game inspired by Pittsburgh Penguin forward Jake Gensel of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Only our version of it is simple, just to let everyone know. Each game that we recap, we will give our shake of our shake of the game to the player that we feel performed pretty well or maybe deserves a little pick-me-up depending on how their team did. So again, it's not like it's not like what it's not like what happens for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Milkshake Factory's commercial ad. No, 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 no. It's for this post game uh, show edition and nothing more. It is Basically, Thomas, myself, or Ali, whoever is with me in studio, will give you the player who we believe deserves our shake of the game. Thomas, for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Dallas Stars post-game edition, we'll start with you. Who does your shake of the game go to on the Toronto Maple Leafs side? A lot of a lot of things right. A lot of things went wrong in Thursday night's overtime win, but with great power, great responsibility, and my shake of the game from the Maple Leaf is going to Nick Robertson. I feel like he's got I feel like he's got Maple Leaf blood in his in his system now that he's a Toronto Maple Leaf player. And I feel like he's got like like he's like he's at the playoff level, but he's only slightly there. Like about eighty to ninety percent chance he's got that playoff material mindset in him. Let's start with you for Dallas before you give your least shake of the game. Who would you give it to on Dallas's end? Um, you know what? I'm gonna give it to 
their goaltender, Scott Wed Wedgwood, I believe, despite giving up three goals in the game, I believe he played pretty, pretty well. Um, you know what? I feel like he kind of deserves a little bit of a pick-me-up because I feel like in the second period, he got a little sloppy when trying to, uh, or sorry, in the period where the Leafs scored, he got a little sloppy. Uh, and he, but he quickly picked that up because he knew that if you, that if he doesn't pick it up, well, let's just say that the games, let's just say that the game may, may just get out of hand if you're a Dallas star. How about you? Who is your shake of the game for the Dallas Stars? I mean, I can't argue with you. I got to give it to Scott Widgwood, the goaltender of the Dallas Stars, as you mentioned. And I believe you're right. Scott Widgwood was the goaltender for the Dallas Stars. So I think that um, he would be my shake of the game as well. Tough game, but with tough games come huge, come great, come great, come great bounce backs, and he and he made any, 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 any put any put any put a great bounce back. Thursday night, although it wasn't good enough to finish it, to finish the job. Great bounce back, though. He's my shake of the game. Got Wedgwood for the stars. All right, my shake of the game for your Penguins is going to go to Nicholas Robertson as, as well. I can't disagree with you on that. I mean, you get the winning goal. You get the goal that ties the game after Kerfoot gets you on the board. That just tells me you knew what was at stake, and you knew if I don't score to tie this game for my squad, uh, we're probably going to lose 2-1. to one. So I like his sense of urgency, and I like how he knew that in overtime, if he doesn't score after he's tied the game, or if either of his guys don't score, the game's either going to a shootout or the stars are going to win the game. So, with that all, with this all being said, that wraps it up for our post-game edition of Stars and Maple Leafs. But before we, but before we wrap it all up and move on to our second segment or sorry, second side of segments that will go to our teeing up. Let's tee up who the Maple Leafs and Stars will battle next, with their next action being on Saturday. So Thomas, tell us. 
for this game, for these two teams, who's who's up next? For these two teams, next for the Maple Leafs, it's the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday Night Hockey. Puck drop schedule for 7 o'clock. Might be a little different in terms of schedules wherever you are in in the in the in the hockey world whether you're north east south whatever the case may be it's a seven o'clock puck drop here in the north in in america in here it's a seven o'clock it's a seven o'clock puck drop i'll leave it at that So Maple Leafs Nation, make sure you don't miss it. Uh, as far as the stars go, it's a trip to the Bell Center against the four against the already familiar team to the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Montreal Canadiens. That is who both the teams we were talking about, the Stars and the Maple Leafs, are playing next week, or are playing this Saturday. All right, with that, we will tee up who the Kings and the Penguins are playing for Saturday. But reminder that these games are on Hockey Night in Canada. The Stars and Canadians and Maple Leafs and Jets, both games scheduled for 7 o'clock puck drop in Winnipeg and in Montreal. In If you're in the area of Toronto, they're at 7 o'clock. If you're in Winnipeg, they're probably at some other time. If you're in Montreal, they are probably also at another time. But again, on, on Hockey Night in Canada, time of the drop of the puck, 7 p.m. for both of these contests on Saturday. With that, let's go to our post-game edition, which will wrap it all up, of Penguins versus the Kings. So just give me a moment here to share my screen. We'll bring up the Penguins and the Kings. Now, this was a really interesting one. So, Thomas, give me your thoughts here. What did you think of the Pittsburgh Penguin perform? What did you think of the Pittsburgh Penguin performance against the Kings on 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 Thursday?
King's performance. What did you think? Was a little bit of a primary experience. Uh, you're... But I'll shine a little bit of light with the with with the King because it wasn't all that bad. You faced a good team. You faced the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they and they and they jump and they jumped at you and they jumped at you real fast. And they jumped at you real fast. You got, you got, you got, you got a huge cup. You got a huge couple of breaks within within each period to regroup and re-strategize to try and score a goal. But as I said, when we teed this game up on Thursday before the game started, and we were given highlights on the Thursday show. At that time as well, as I said, you always have to come in with a game plan and be able to capitalize on it. Pittsburgh came in with a game plan. They capitalized on it, and they could have had more goals than LA. Not to say that six isn't enough, but they could have had more goals. So LA's performance, I'll give it a B-plus a little bit. Just a little shaky. Pittsburgh was an absolute A plus for me, but they they have to keep their minds in check some of the time. You just lost Jake Gensel due to a bloody situation, and however long he's out, you can bet he's coming. He's coming back with a vengeance when he's cleared to return to the ice. He's coming back with a vengeance. How about you, Scott? Let, let, On that note, let's hear your pit. Let's hear your take. Let's hear your take. Well, on, on the, the Pittsburgh Penguins and Los Angeles Kings. Well, before I give you that note, I will say via Twitter, I just found out via Pen Penguins Inside Scoop reporter Michelle Craigiolo that Mike Sullivan has said. Getzel will travel with them to Columbus for the game on Saturday. He's continuing to be evaluated, but he will travel with the team. Will he play in one of the games of the road? We don't know. So, Penguin fans... Stay, stay to the Twitter pages. Stay to your, your number one sources for, for all of the Pittsburgh Penguin news you need. But just breaking right now, all you need to know is that Gensel is still being evaluated for his injury, and he will travel with the team to Columbus. Once again, he will travel with the team to Columbus, but it is unaware of whether he will play or not. He will 
travel with the team once again, but he will, but will he play? Probably not against Columbus. We'll see if he plays against the other teams during this five game, nine game, nine game homestand, or sorry, road trip. Sorry, it's a nine day, five game road trip, I should say, nine day, five game road trip. With that, let's get to my thoughts here. So my thoughts on the Pittsburgh Penguins performance, absolute studs just coming out of the game, just coming out to start the game, coming out of the gate, coming out of the gate like they were shot out of a cannon. And uh, and and I, I really hope I'm not being too, I really hope I'm not being, you know, too, um, oh, uh, yes. So, okay, so sorry about that. My video was off. Anyways, back to my thoughts. Um, I really, I really am interested, I really like how the team performed despite losing Jake Gensel. But I mean, Ruda, congratulations to you for your first goal as a Penguin. Gensel, you get your third of the season, but you also have to leave due to injury. Ricard, you get your second of the season for the Penguins. And Jeff Petrie, you get your first as a member of the Penguins. That's on the power play, making them pay. Speaking of making them pay, Jeff Carter, second of the year for the Penguins, or to make the Penguins go up four to go up five to nothing. And then congratulations once again, Ryan Puhuling, for your first goal. And it is shorthanded against the LA Kings and first goal as a Penguin. Congratulations to those I mentioned for your first goal as a Penguin, as a member of the Penguins. Let's get to, let's finish up my thoughts here with thoughts on how LA did. First of all, I want to go to the goaltender. LA did, LA performed pretty, pretty, pretty well. I want to shine light on them. They performed pretty well, but their goaltender, hence why they had to start Jonathan Quick in this game. Uh, their goaltender, Cal Peterson, Peterson was, was lit up in the third in the first period of the first 20 and hence why he did not play the rest of the game he made six saves off of nine shots and giving up three goals and then Jonathan Quick came in after the first 20 minutes were in the books to play in the second in the second period and he would play 40 minutes to play the rest of the game making 22 saves off of 25 shots and allowing only three goals. Among those three goals is one of our, is two of the people who are or sorry, among among the among those goals. We have a couple of people to point out in our three star segment segment, which we'll get to. But Thomas, goal wise for the LA Kings. Besides the Pittsburgh Penguins, 
what did you think of Cal Peterson and then Jonathan Quick coming in after the first 20? I'm sorry, I missed some of I missed some of that question, Scott. You talk about the Kings for so besides Yes. So besides the goaltending performance by the Pittsburgh Penguins, when you look at the way the LA Kings approach this game with a goal with goaltending, what did you what can you take away from Jonathan Quick coming in to start the game in the second period? And starting or and playing the rest of the game third in the third period after the starting goaltender for the LA Kings, Cal Peterson, was taken out after the first 20 minutes and giving up the three goals that he did. Well, well, Scott, it's really it, a no-brainer here. I just feel like it was a lesson, a lesson. Go ahead. I just feel like it was a less. I feel like it was a lesson to cut to the LA Kings potential starter. Obviously, he played one period and made what was it eight saves. When you six, play like that, six, six saves on nine shots. Okay, but when you play like that, it's it's not a great performance. It's probably not a good thing that he's feeling right now. Probably upset about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. But I feel like it was a learning experience. I feel like Jonathan Quick had to step in and say, "Hey, you're in the you're in the big leagues now. If you don't make." Shots like, if you don't save shots like these, shots like those, shots like whatever the case was, you probably aren't ready for the big leagues yet. You might be considered minor league hockey, but you can't do minor league hockey stuff in big league, in big, in the big leagues, the NHL. So for me, I feel like it was a learning experience, goaltending wise. I feel like it was a learning experience, a learning experience. That it was, and I agree with you on that. Let's quickly get. All right, let's quickly touch on the Penguins goaltending, and and I'll start here. Uh, I thought that Tristan Jari was absolutely ex was absolutely great like, great in this game but but let me but let me but let me back that up he does give up one goal out of 40 minute out of 60 minutes 40 40 40 saves or sorry 40 shots and 39 saves he was he was really really he was really really solid for the first two periods. But what did you think of him, Tom? Yeah, yeah. He... Uh, 
um, as I was trying to say, as you as you were talking, as you were talking over, uh, you know, he he was really solid. I don't I don't see any areas of improvement. Uh, he let him one goal, but throughout the periods that he didn't allow a, a single damn goal, I feel like this is playoff material. This is playoff Tristan Jari for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I keep talking about playoffs. But I really don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, it yeah, it's uh, it's a win, and it's great, and all. But you have to keep the momentum up. If you're trusting Jerry, you have to keep the momentum up. You want to keep playing. You want to make moves with the team. You want to push this team to their absolute limit. When you play like you did tonight, Tristan Jerry, it's just a prime example of tough game. In big, tough game, lose big. It's it's a prime example of saying, I've been here. I know what tough games look like. I know what competitive games look like. And I'm one, but I'm not one to tell you straight up that, hey, fool me twice or fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. So I feel like Tristan Jari played his absolute best tonight. And you expect that going into the later games in the season. You expect that. You do. You do. That's what you expect. All right. You expect. You expect guys to you expect guys to perform at their best. They're not gonna always perform at their best. Alright, with this all being said, we do have other hockey to get to and we'll include that I guess in this. Uh but let's wrap it up here with our post game shows. We're doing our second round of post game show, and that is for the Penguins and Kings was set up. We'll set up their matchup as well. Kings. The Kings are at, and I'll just get this out of the way quickly. The Kings are in Washington, and the Penguins are heading to Columbus. And if you just missed our information that I just gave, courtesy of the Twitter page of of Pittsburgh Penguins Inside Scoop reporter, Michelle Craigiolo of Penn's TV, Jake Gensel, who sustained an injury in this game, will travel with the Penguins to Columbus. But he, but it's very, um, but I don't think it's likely that he will play. Will he play during the double headers that we have coming up in this, in the, in our, in our schedule? We don't know. One thing that we can hope is he is feeling good and if he is a lot and if he is cleared to be back on the ice as thomas mentioned maybe he comes out playing with a vengeance so let's get right to our three stars before we do our three star picks and no surprise here there are they are all penguins here number four your first star is jeff petrie one goal two assists two plus minus 
Your second star is goaltender number is goaltender number 35, Tristan Jari. One goal allowed, 39 saves, and a save percentage of 0. 0.975. And lastly, your third star is Jan Ruda. Jan, Jan Ruda. One goal, no assist, two plus minus. And there you can also see the total time of ice time for Jeff Petrie and Jan Ruda. Ruda was on the ice for 18 minutes and 19 seconds. Petrie on the ice for 20 minutes and 43 seconds. So, Thomas, let's quickly get into this. Um, we're going to start on LA side. If this had gone, if this had gone in the Kings' favor, who would your three stars be? Well, I would definitely give one of my three stars to Jonathan Quick, and uh, I probably give it. My first and second stars to some of the other Alley King players. I'm not too very familiar with the Alley King players, but I would give my third star. I know for for a fact I did my third star to Jonathan Quick. Really good effort. Didn't go your way, but um, really good effort that you that you played. Really good effort. All right, so how about for the Penguins um, Pittsburgh, here? Um, if it Pittsburgh. went the Penguins' way. If it went Go the ahead. Penguins' way, which it did. If it went the Penguins' way, but it did, which it did, but it was different and the LA Kings were not on the board, would you have gone the same way that they the same way that they've gotten the same way that they went for the three stars of the night? Or would you, or who would, or who else would you have put? Um, in your three, it actually speaks for itself. I'd with go with the same three. It actually, it actually speaks for itself. I'd go with the same three stars. All right, for me, I would go with the same three stars that, for the Penguins. But maybe I put yeah. Tristan Jari at number one. All right, all right. For the LA Kings, for myself, I would go with Jonathan Quick, my third star, uh, Quinton Byfield as my second star. And you know what? He didn't get on the board, but I would go with Drew Doughty. I feel like Doughty played pretty well, even though his team lost this game. And again, I, I kind of agree with what you assessed to when you talk about Cal Peterson uh, in terms of the way that he played. I feel like, yes, Chris, uh, Jonathan, Quick, Jonathan Quick had to step into this game. But, but, it, 
it it just didn't look like a good showing from this from this goaltender in Kyle Peterson. It it just didn't look really good at all for him at all. Giving up three goals, but you do make quite a couple of good assists. Or sorry, not assists, but saves. And you did face only nine shots. So the penguins shots that you that you would see in the box score. Um, and one thing that we actually want that I actually will touch on before we switch up, then we go to our, and we also wrap this up. We do have some MOB news to talk about. So I want to get that out of the way here while I have my shared screen on. But as the Blue Jays fans, as for Blue Jays fans, we have some news. Regarding our manager, now if you all remember, now if everyone remembers, he was named, he was named the interim manager of your Toronto Blue Jays before the playoff run after the Blue Jays fired Charlie Montoyo. Well, Guess what? He is back. Yes, that's right. Schneider, John Schneider, is your Blue Jays manager for the for the 2023 season as he inks a three-year deal as Blue Jays manager. Let's get into this a little bit more as we continue with our post game. So this comes courtesy of Keegan Matheson of The Athletic. I believe he's of The Athletic, but anyways, it's Keegan Matheson. And he says that in term no more in Toronto, the Blue Jays on Friday named John Schneider as manager, signing the 42-year-old to a three-year deal or to a three-year contract to lead the club. Schneider's deal will also have a club option for a fourth season in 2026. This move comes after Schneider took over for Charlie Montoyo in mid-July. And and again, or and as it says, led the Blue Jays to a 46 and 28 record down the stretch, earning the top wild card spot in the American League. For more on this update, go to MLB, go to MLB.com slash Blue Jays. That is MLB dot com slash blue jays for more on the article yes so once again the blue jays have a manager as they remove the interim tag from john schneider as we talk about this before we get back to our post game for the penguins and the kings 
What is your reaction to the job, to the manager job now official for Toronto, for the Toronto Blue Jays? And John Schneider. Okay, well, there's no, there's no basic reaction I can give you other than you got the teams in the playoffs once, but you were interim manager. Now you're, now you're in the big, now you're in the big spot, John Schneider. If you, if what you said to us Blue Jay fans, what you said to our team, what you said to the media, is that any, is in any way. 100% true. I get it. We will have ups and downs next season. But if you feel that this group you have conducted or you have stuck with by next season is playoff material and is there, then please make me eat my words when I'm a, because what I'm about to say is this is the big leagues. And if you feel that you are the guy to guide our team to the big dance, the World Series, the postseason, we need to see it. And we need to see the players respond to your words as manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. So before we, do not we see continue it, here, I want, to, I want to read the quote here. From John Schneider, that's in the article. He says, I am honored, ex- I am honored, excited, and deeply humbled to continue leading this extraordinary group of players, coaches, and staff. The or- this organization has made me feel at home since day one. So many people have had a hand in helping me get here and become and becoming manager of the Blue Jays. And becoming manager of the Blue Jays is not something I take I take lightly. My family and I love Toronto, and I can't wait to build upon an already great group of players and bring a World Series back to all our fans across Canada. Okay, Scott, before you say anything, I want to I want to jump back with what I said, because you because reading that quote just made me eat my words. This is something he does not take lightly. And if you're a manager of a team, who you know has it in them to win a World Series, and you're the guy that brings them there. That just screams to me, if if you're on our if you were on our team last year. And you want to still be with us to continue our journey and get to the goal every team wants to be a part of the World Series and bring a championship here to Canada. He's taking no prisoners and he's not standing any nonsense. If you don't want to be with the team, you're going somewhere else. Bottom line is, if this is something he does not take lightly, and that just screams 
the net just screams horror since it's October. I'll call it it screams horror into the players because they now know this man means business. If we don't give him business, we're out of here. Again, you can find this article at the, the Blue Fox. Jays. Hey, again, you can find the Blue Jays news of this at the Blue Jays page on the MLB.com website at https w slash slash or circle and slash slash www.mlb.com slash blue jays that is mlb.com slash blue jays You can see all of the act, all of the information there. But let's get right back to the hockey. I just wanted to touch on that because that was some breaking news that I feel like we needed to get to get in. So we've been taught. So we've done our three star picks for this game. We've done our three star picks for the last game that we recapped the Maple Leafs and the Stars, and we've done our recap of both games including what we thought was great what we thought was not great but let's look but let's look now at our player of the game and our bold penguin of the game thomas we'll start with you Well, my bold penguin of has to be a guy that left due to injury. Uh, Jake Gensel. Obviously, I think you push yourself a little too much, but you definitely showed that you are a guy to be reckoned with. So my bold penguin of the game is Jake Gensel. As for my player of the game, I mean, it's really got, I mean, it's got to be Jonathan Quick. But because I want to save Jonathan Quick for my shake of the game, because he's my shake of the game for the Kings. Oh, I already spoiled that. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. You, you my, my right, my right, my 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 player of the game is the guy that got the only goal, but I feel needs a little bit of improvement. Carl Grunderstorm, and that's all right. Again, you've like heard it here first. Again, Thomas is shaking again, the game. Pardon me? Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, so my shake of the game the was Jonathan. Yeah, the shake of the game. 
You've heard it here first, eh? You're a shake of the game, you Scott, said. Since I did my shake. Okay. I did my shake of the game and my player of the game, my bold penguin of the game. Let's hear from you since we were trying to just since we we're trying to leave the shakes away from the bold penguin player of the game. Let's hear from you. Since we're since we get into the shakes, uh, who those players were. All right. So first off, I'm gonna start on the bold penguin of the game, and I have to agree with you. Although he left due to injury, I gotta say, Jane Gensel, he's playing like a huge star. I honestly hope he's okay. The good th- good news is that he's able to travel with us to Columbus. So we'll look forward to seeing him back on the ice soon, hopefully. But I don't want to rush him back because I want him to get healthy. Um, my player of the game is going to be, despite despite the bad start, I, I want to give love to Cal Peterson as the goal, who was the goaltender. But despite the bad start, you know what? I feel like he played, he maybe didn't play up to your potential, but you still had a good game. Obviously, you got, obviously, you got taken out after the first period, but I feel like you played really, I feel like you played okay. My shake of the game for Pitt, for the LA Kings, because we'll get to Thomas and my shake of the game for the Penguins. But my shake of the game is going to the man that Thomas just mentioned is his player of the game, Carl Gunderstorm, who got the only goal on the power play for the LA Kings. How about, so Thomas, let's start with you. Pittsburgh, shake of the game. Who's who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who is your shake of the game for the Pittsburgh Penguins 6-1 to victory tonight at PPG? So my Penguins... So my Penguins shake of the game... Oh... I said it was Gensel for my bullpen one of the game, but you can't you can't help can't help a team without hits. So whoever had the most player of the game that was Ebony Melkin, if I'm not mistaken. Ebony Melkin yes, is my opponent's shake of the game. Well, he's All my right. shake of the game for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Before right. we get for to me, your shake of the game, before we get to your shake of the game, Scott, for the Penguins, I just want to remind everybody that tonight we have a little bit of a quieter NHL schedule. We have Tampa Bay against Florida. We have the Red Wings against the Hawks. 
And later, we have the crack against Kel Makar, Miko Ratna, and the defending reigning champions, the Colorado Avalanchers. Speaking of said teams, the Avalanche are back in action on Saturday in Vegas. And of course, the Kraken, they will probably be in action on Sunday. We'll see, but those are your games coming up for you on on this edition of our of Friday NHL. First game is at 7:30 from Florida, and it's Tampa Bay versus the Panthers. All right, time now for my shake of the game for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I have to agree with Thomas. But I'm going to give my shake of the game to Jeff Petrie. He was really, really good. I mean, obviously, he had the penalties game on in our Monday overtime loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Again, like Thomas said, you're not going to win every game. Every You're not going to win 82 games. Obviously, that seems a little different when you look at it from an NFL's perspective but you're not going to win all games every game and the penguins are now 3 and what are now 3-1 and 0 oh, with the win over the kings tonight at the PPG Paints Arena and now they are headed to Columbus which brings us to our final two segments of the show. It's time to get you ready for what's coming up between the Kings, the Penguins, the Maple Leafs, and the Stars. But before we do that, we do, or I do want to hear, uh, actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do that. And again, just a reminder, if you are going to see the episode before our post-game edition of this, of, this, of this podcast, you can drop us in, you can drop us a, you can drop us in your answers for the postseason bracket of the of the MLB World Series countdown to the to the World Series happening on October the 28th that is next Friday when these series are hopefully decided that are going on currently All right, so both of these, both that, both that episode where you will be able to send us your thoughts will, or and this episode will be coming to you. This episode will drop a little later because I want to get the first episode that you can take your time listening to before you get to this episode, especially if you're a Pittsburgh fan fan. Uh, it will 
drop after that episode has already dropped. But please, please take your time while listening. And also, please feel free to rate, review, share the podcast. If I'm able to figure out how to read reviews and maybe there's a chance I may read a few reviews that are up here on the podcast on the podcast. I do want to remind you that we will do more of those balls, strikes, and out segments in depth. We we are trying to get some people on some people from the broadcast area on on our show as well. And also just a reminder to everybody, our Thursday episodes could be hours, they could be two hours, they could be one, they could be an hour, it could be three hours. But that's because we'll have a lot of stuff to cover, including the NFL segments that we ended off with in our last episode. So please, please, please take your time. With that all being said, let's tee up as we wrap up our show with these final two segments. Let's tee up what's coming next for the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Los Angeles Kings, Dallas Stars, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Thomas? Why don't you start us off with teeing up what's next for the Stars and the Maple Leafs? As we look ahead Absolutely. to Saturday. Absolutely. So, Toronto Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs Nation. Leafs Nation. However you slice it. We have a road for you coming up and it all begins this Saturday against the Winnipeg Jets and concludes against the Anaheim Ducks not this Saturday not next Saturday but the following Sunday after after next Saturday, October 30th, one night before Halloween. Puck drops at 7 o'clock, and then it's late night with Vegas, late night with the Sharks back to schedules against the LA Kings at 7. And then it's 8 o'clock hockey against the Anaheim Ducks. Those are just some of the games coming up for the Maple Leafs as we end October's month. Scott? Please reveal to us what the Dallas Stars schedule look like. And I'll reveal what the LA Kings schedule looks like to tee up both games. 
both in for the for our segment. All right. By the way, this segment here where we tee up games is called the coming up segment in terms of games. So let's take a look at what is coming up for the Dallas Stars ahead of Montreal versus the Stars, which we already teed up. We've got a, so they've got a game in Montreal coming up. Tomorrow at tomorrow at seven, and they've got a back to back coming up as they go toe to toe with Ottawa on Monday night, Boston on Tuesday night, and then they're back home at eight thirty on Thursday when we next record for a for a home game against. The Washington Capitals. And then on Saturday, their final game of October, they will go toe-to-toe with the New York Rangers at 2 p.m. With that all said, let's, let's take a look before we get to the Kings at what is coming up for the Pittsburgh Penguins ahead of Columbus or ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets. A reminder, both of these games for the Kings, the Penguins and the Maple Leafs will drop the puck at seven o'clock against their opponents. They await on Saturday. We unfortunately will not we unfortunately, for Pittsburgh Penguin fans, if you're listening to this podcast, I do have a show note for you. We will not be doing a post-game show during the doubleheaders that the Pittsburgh Penguins play next week. But we will recap it on next Thursday's episode with a few with a few of our with a few of our segments that we use when we recap Penguins hockey games on the show. However, we also will do a post-game show before the Packers and the Toronto and the Buffalo Bills go to battle on the Thursday before Halloween and stick around for after, stick around for that as we do a post-game show for the Buffalo Bills with the Packers. We'll hear from Packers head coach, quarterback, and we'll hear from your quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. We will hear from head coach of the, we will hear from the head coach of your Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott. And yes, we are going to hear, again, as I've mentioned, through, but we are going to hear from head coach of your or of the green of the Green Bay Packers and quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, 
We are going to hear from those guys during the post-game show. So be sure to join us for a lot of great content coming up. With this all being said, here's what's coming up for the Penguins. Ahead of Columbus Blue Jackets and Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow. As I've mentioned, it's a double dose. Beginning on Monday, October 24th at 8 p.m. In Edmonton. They will then face the Calgary Flames the next night at 9 o'clock. These are the Eastern times in the Eastern time zone. They may be at different times if you're in the Calgary or Edmonton area. So please, please make sure that you tune into those games, especially if you're a Penguins fan. If you're a Penguins fan and you're on the and you're in the and you're in the Eastern time area, then please then try to then it, and if you're a late and if you're someone who loves late games, you're gonna love what's coming up because guess what? We're in Vancouver and we're in Seattle to end off October, Friday and Saturday night at 10 o'clock Eastern. We're going to Climate Pledge Arena on Saturday. We're in Vancouver on Friday. And as I've mentioned, we have no post-game shows for you on this. Well, we actually might do a post-game show for you double dosed before we go to or actually no let's do it we'll probably do four because we'll recap leaf game or a leaf game or two as well on sunday before we get to packers and bills which will play at seven at or at eight at 8 20 on that sunday so stay tuned for that we may do, we will do a post game or a short, short post game for Edmonton and Calgary in our Thursday episode next week. And we actually, we act, you know what, we actually might do an, uh, we might do an episode on Tuesday to get you set up for Calgary and the, and the Penguins at nine o'clock. We might do a post game show for Edmonton. But again, those times are 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock on the Eastern side. That is the end of the, the schedule for the Penguins in October. And to wrap it up, we'll wrap it up with the first week of November. As they will play, as the Penguins will play at home against the Boston Bruins. Have another and have another game on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. 7.30 to the exact from Buffalo as they take on the Buffalo Sabres. And they will take on the Kraken once again on, sa- on, sa- on Saturday, November the 5th. All right, Thomas, let's hear it. What's coming up for the Kings? Ahead of their matchup against the Capitals on Saturday. All right, Ali fans, you've been waiting for it. 
And here's how things were in LA. We are, you guys are home against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Maple Leafs fans, don't be shocked. We're part of the schedule. Well, we all, we end the Tampa Bay, the Los Angeles Kings, excuse me, not Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Kings is October schedule as they play against the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. But before they face us, it's Winnipeg. It's late night hockey with Tampa and the Winnipeg Thursday and Tuesday night at 10.30 in Los Angeles. If you're a late night hockey fan, whatever that, whatever, whatever it is, 10 o'clock games are coming your way this coming week. They'll be at a 7 o'clock start with the Maple Leafs. Should be fun on a Saturday night. Then they play Monday night at 8 against the St. Louis Blues. On, guess what? Halloween. Oh, and, and won't so that be it's nice? So oh, it's a spooktacular coming up. Before we head into November, where the LA Kings will face the Dallas Stars in Dallas to kick November off into high gear. And with that being said, that wraps up our post game our post game episode. And that also wraps up both post games for Maple Leafs and Stars and Kings versus Penguins. We wrap it up now. We've wrapped it up now with our coming up segment for both squadrons. But be sure to join us on Halloween when that when that game that Thomas mentioned. For the king, for the LA Kings, is on because it's gonna be we're gonna be, we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing a post a Buffalo Bills post game show prior to that prior to that game as we recap Bills and Packers yeah it should be lots of fun. All right, that should be lots of fun, and that is going to do it for this podcast episode. But Thomas, anything you want to say before we wrap it all up? No, I just wanted to no, no. I really no. I think we covered everything. Um, I just wanted to say happy Halloween to everyone, and if you join us on the spooktacular episode of Buffalo Bills Packers post game, and you're an LA Kings fan, if we decide to tee up your game. And the goaltenders have been have been determined. Good luck and let the spookiness begin because everyone's favorite time on trick or treating week on trick or treating Monday 
of trick-or-treating Monday is about to come. Also, if you have seen all of the Halloween movies, this is not a promotion. I'm not promoting the movie. But if you want to see the final Halloween movie, it is now available in the theaters. And it is ranked Canada's number one spooky, terrifying classic of 2022. Halloween ends. Find it in any of the theaters or order or find it online wherever it may be streaming. That's Halloween ends. And to, to to wrap up this show, how about we take us out? How about we get to, how about we take us out, even though we're even though you're gonna hear our outro music in a little bit, how about we take us out with a little bit of of spookiness? So taking us out as we do our as we do our final words, here is a spooky song that I feel everyone will know. So if you know the words, but you're listening to this audio, please feel free to sing along. From outside the hockey arena, I'm Thomas Ferrero, your host of On the Edge and Behind the Benches. I am your host of the podcast, Scott McGregor of Sports for Beginners. Reminding you that it is not goodbye. It is until next time. Happy Halloween, everybody. We will see you right. We will see you here next week in Sports for Beginners on Thursday. And we will see you post game after Columbus Blue Jackets and Pittsburgh Penguin Hockey.
thank you so much for listening to the Sports for Beginners podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, or things you'd like myself and my co-host to talk about, then feel free to DM me on Twitter at JohnMcGregor3. Again, that is JohnMcGregor3 with no number sign on Twitter. You can also feel free to visit our website at our Facebook page at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports dash podcast that is https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports-beginners-podcast. And it is not goodbye, and it is not goodbye, it is until next time. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com.